websites. People are not familiar with what this is. There's no one out there shopping for churches or communities by going into different open tables. Nobody has really that paradigm. And so that requires you to do the step of constantly inviting. Welcome to the 1000 Houses podcast, where we encourage and equip households to make disciples in and through the home. Every episode, you'll hear interviews, teachings, and conversations around what it looks like to turn your home into a hub for mission, community, and discipleship. So today's episode was taken from one of our coaching intensives called A House for Community, where we provide households with personal coaching for how to build a community and turn your home into a hub for community relationships. So if you're interested in learning more about A Thousand Houses or checking out some of our other resources, visit 1kh.org. Let's jump into today's episode. So what is the first and most important rhythm for creating community? We would say it is simply the regular shared meal. That's it. We connect around a table and around food. There are other rhythms, we'll talk about them, that it requires to deepen community, but this is what it takes to create community, is to share meals and to know how to do that in a way that deepen, deepens uh, your relationship. Now, uh, we call this lots of things, and lots of people have different labels for this, open supper, open dinner, open table, meal sharing, potluck, family dinner. And so we just like to call this whole category the front porch of the community. This is, I love that vibe, which is like people are kind of coming up. They, this obviously doesn't have to happen on a front porch, but it can happen in the house. But this is the open supper where they're just kind of like experiencing the community, like they're getting to know you, they're getting to understand what it's about, they're really getting, most most importantly, getting just familiar with the people uh, themselves. That's what this is really about, is for us to create those relational connections. So, and the goal for doing this kind of front porch meal is that it would happen every week. That's the ultimate goal. But this could take some time to get there. Um, establishing a rhythm like this, it takes perseverance, skill, and time. Um, the time is to really develop that regular, sustainable pattern within your life, within your family. And for a lot of people, that's going to be a serious challenge that could take months or years to get to a place where it feels comfortable doing this every week. In those early stages, it could look like, you know, seasons where you are doing this rhythm for a few months and then just need to take a break. It could look like doing it every other week. It's better to do it on a regular basis um, than to start and stop. Every month is the way some people start. And they're just using this as a time to train, to get to know people, to begin to facilitate those connections. But there is a night and day difference, really, um, between what starts to happen to a community when you start to do and can sustain this in a healthy way every single week. And so that's our, our goal. We want to head there. Um, but in the initial stages, we want to begin to build up to that. So what are the steps to really establishing an open supper, open table, this sort of front door experience, front porch experience for your for a community. So the first time is you have to pick an evening and a time or a day and a time. Some people like to do this on the weekends. Some people like to do this on, on weekday evenings. Um, that's how we've typically done it. But it's really important to pick a day and a time that fits really well, especially for that hosting family. Their, their sustainability is really critical. They have the energy uh, to be able to do this. And if they can do it more frequently, we want to really be very sensitive to what works for that family. The second thing is you have to get into a rhythm of sending out weekly invites. People are not familiar with what this is. There's no one out there shopping for churches or communities by going into different open tables. Nobody has 
really that paradigm. And so that requires you to do the step of constantly inviting. And so we in our community are constantly talking about who have you invited this week? Usually Monday or Tuesday, I send out a reminder to people like, you know, be inviting people and then I'll be sh shooting out a few invites because our open supper is on Thursday evenings. And so that's just, that's a part of the deal. A lot of times people will start one of these and then after a few weeks, nobody's showing up and they're like getting frustrated. And <laughs> it's like, well, look, this is gonna require a lot of inviting, a lot of connecting with people outside of the actual, these actual events. Um, and so you want to be getting comfortable with that. And I think it's fine to show up to an open supper and it's just you and your family and whoever is a part of the community, if you have anybody there. But the thing I always, I always like to do, if I get to an open supper and it's just my, me and my family and a few people from our community, I'll go around and just simply ask everybody, just who did you invite this week? Who did you invite this week? Um, just to see what's going on. Like, are they thinking about inviting people? And oftentimes, oh, I forgot or something. I'm like, okay, well, let's remind each other. Let's make next week awesome. Let's make sure we're inviting more people. Um, and so you just wanna be constantly stoking that. But, but I still would wanna have that open supper, even if it's just me and my family, again, to really protect that rhythm because that's really important that, that it starts to feel to you, to your family, to those community people that are beginning to come around you as a solid rhythm that they could rely on. Um, and so we wanna create that sustainably. So sending out weekly invites is really a big deal. Um, one of the things that's very unusual about this rhythm is the idea, and people aren't used to that, that they might be invited to come a second time. And so, or a third time, or they begin to realize, oh, this is something that happens every week. Now, when I first started inviting people to their first um, open supper, I'll just, I'll, I'll say, hey guys, we, we're doing a potluck on Thursday nights. We'd love for you guys to come. Is there a Thursday night this month that works for you? Can you come this Thursday? Or is there a different one that works for you? And so of course they, they're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And so they come and then as they're there and we're making connections and if they're hanging around and they're really connecting with people, it seems like life-giving to them. Then, you know, it's saying to them, hey, you know, we'd love for you guys to come back next week, shooting them a text or something, reminding them that it's happening again next week. I oftentimes, I won't, what I won't do oftentimes is the first time I'm inviting them saying, hey, would you like to come to an open supper every single Thursday night at my house? Like that's gonna be like, whoa, that's kind of strange. Again, people are not familiar with these rhythms. So I just invite them to come to one. And then, you know, after, if I see a connection starting to really happen, then I'll start to, you know, encourage them to come uh, more often. And, and we really wanna pay very close attention to the people who are coming back, who are leaning into relationship. We're not chasing people that are not interested in, in going deeper in relationships. We're really trying to create and really set a table so that those people who are looking for relationships are willing to go deeper, are in a season of their life, or that they're, they're, they're looking for those connections. And so um, that's a big deal. We wanna, we wanna be doing that. Now, the way our Open Supper is gonna walk you guys through oftentimes how it works, very simple. Um, you know, we usually start about 30 minutes before people are coming. People come at 6, 5.30. Um, we're usually starting to get ready. Uh, people that are helping us serve are trying to show up, you know, about 20 to 30 minutes early. Um, I usually start cooking right at 5.30 uh, for the main dish. And then um, everything, we try to have everything ready by 6. And so we're just constantly working as a team. This has actually become one of the fun kind of moments in our family, in our community. It's like we really feel like we're serving together by getting ready for um, our open supper every every week. And so um, it doesn't feel anymore like a drag. Now earlier, it kind of did. Uh, these are hard rhythms to start because people aren't familiar with where things are at. People kind of have it in the category of, oh, this is like a meal that I don't want to, you know, I don't really, um, it's just sort of like another obligation. 
But as we started becoming more and more like a team, everyone gets more familiar with how to do it and, and they experience what it's like when it's happening and they enjoy it. It's becoming much more of a fun experience and a team building experience to both uh, set up and clean up from our open supper. Um, the first thing we like to do around 6.05 or so, 6.10 as people are kind of coming and just grabbing a drink or whatever is we introduce everyone. I like to go around and ask people um, if, they, if they want a special drink. Um, we have like water out, but in the stuff for the kids. And, um, but that that's kind of gives me a connection point with them. Um, my wife, April, loves to introduce everyone and just like she tries to create a connection like, oh, you guys should talk because of this or like if there's a little story or some kind of insight between them. So we do like a little quick little intro just letting people see the faces, see the names, takes a couple minutes, no big deal. Um, and then we're just, it's we typically do just a kind of buffet potluck style, everyone brings something. And so that time is, is just for connecting. You wanna spend time really watching how people are interacting, if anybody is sort of being left out, um, making sure that if there are new people, you really are taking a minute to connect with them and get to know their story a little bit, um, hang out, get, meet their kids. Um, these are all really important parts of, of what it means to connect around a table, around a meal. Um, just creating an atmosphere where you're laid back. And I think one of the things that people really watch is are the hosts really, um, you know, stressed out, freaking out? And there's been times where we, we've struggled with that. Um, but I would say lately, because everything's been really so much smoother, um, that they, they just sense our peace. Like, hey, you know, there's just an openness and a relaxed nature to hanging out with us. Um, that was not something that happened right away for us. Uh, but it's pretty consistent now. And so both April and I were very united in the way we engage guests. Um, and there's not a lot of tension people are sensing in the home or amongst in our relationship or you know around the table. So I think that's a big deal. But that, again, is a something that definitely you grow into. Um, and the third thing you want to do is create a atmosphere of teamwork. I talked about that with the setup. Um, I would say on, on every aspect, the connecting, the cleanup. The way you do that oftentimes is through being thoughtful about debriefing. Um, so you want to be really good at directing people in the moment. So if you're doing a clean cleaning or, or cooking or setup, people need to be given jobs and being asked and told what to do. They're there to help and there to serve, and, but they need direction. Then, you know, you want to be debriefing. And so one of the things we just did this last night. So um, Thursday night was our last open supper. Um, and then last night we did our, our gathering and I just said, guys, how's it been going? Let's talk about open supper. Let's talk about the different people that have been coming. And it was so fun. And we talked about the logistics, like guys, it was such a big deal when you helped us clean up, you know, from that one, when we were, you know, really connecting with this other couple, thank you for that work. And so you, you do shout outs, you call, you know, really call attention to the teamwork that's happening within the community or within your family. Um, so that's a big deal and a, an important part of it. Okay, and so that's, and then typically the way that the evening starts to wind down is as people begin to leave, um, some people start to linger. They really want to have deeper conversations. That's always a good sign. So you want to really take time to connect with those people. But as people are begin to, beginning to leave, it's really important that the family and the community get really sensitive to if you're not in a deep conversation, then please, you know, jump in and begin to clean up um, from that meal so that there's not a giant mess left over for the hosting family. And so that is a culture you really have to establish and make sure that everyone is working as a team to protect. Um, but we're also understanding that if you're in a deep conversation with somebody and there's really a deep connection, that's the whole point of this event. So that's probably not the best time for you to pull out of that conversation and start to clean if there are other people that can, can kind of pick up the slack there. So that's just sort of something that you have to create um, culturally in the, in the open supper, open table event. 
Um, okay, so there are some optional ways you can spice these things up that we like to do. One thing that we chew, and this is probably maybe 50% of the time, I'll, if there's a lot of people hanging out in one area, most almost everybody, and the, they're beginning to finish the, the dinner portion, I'll just say, hey guys, we just wanna like uh, grab your attention real quick and ask, is there any good news going on? Like, what's going on, How, what's, what are things happening in, in people's lives that have been really positive? Um, it's just fun to like, to hear people sort of step up and say, oh yeah, I just got a promotion at work, or you know, man, this amazing thing just happened, or hey, awesome God story, like, and then they just share what's going on in their lives. That just can create a little di different atmosphere. Um, if there's a lot of good connecting, or a lot of sprawling going on, I won't do it. It's not like a part of the agenda. Uh, it's just an optional thing that, that I find can really begin to draw a group together. It doesn't feel too intimidating to new people. Um, if, I, if I look around and I think that they're almost all believers um, in the Open Supper, and that's maybe about half the time we have that, that kind of thing going on, um, then I will. I might ask, hey, I'd lo love us to take a minute and just pray for one thing. Is there something, is there an urgent prayer need that anybody is really a burden that you're carrying that we can just pray into right now as a group? Literally, we take five minutes and just bam, pray into that thing. Um, because that then becomes fodder for the good news um, next week. Um, so that, that's something that you can try. Um, and then sometimes when I feel like I'm, I really want to connect with somebody, but maybe the conversations aren't going, you know, super deep. Then I'll I'll try to engage them in like a game. Um, so there's you, you can have different games. If you're outside, you can do like a corn. You can set up cornhole, spike ball. You can set up quick card games. You know, catchphrase. Um, we have a pickleball court, so we use that a, a ton to try to connect with people. Uh, but you have whatever you have, whatever you can create that could be like an activity, so that you're not constantly like. You know, after 20 minutes of trying to have a deep conversation, things are starting to kind of, um, you know, wind down from the conversation. You can still hang out with each other and connect in a different way. Um, having a little activity could be an opportunity to really spice it up. So, and this is going to be a huge part of our conversations, you guys, in the coaching, um, because this establishing this rhythm takes a lot of time and energy and thought and intentionality. The thing that we really want to encourage you guys to do is keep improving it. And so if you do an open supper and you're like, oh, that was a lot of work, that was a lot of stress, you know, I don't know if, how, how much we can sustain that. Don't give up because of those reasons. Those reasons are all things that there, there are lots of little things going on that can be improved upon. <clears throat> and if you start improving on each one, that will, that will begin to change. You will begin to see it become a less and less stressful, less and less difficult, more and more sustainable rhythm in your life. But it's really important to work together. And this is part of what we want to create in the coaching, why you have coaching, while we have each other, um, is to be talking about, okay, how do we improve this? How do we make this more sustainable, more fun, more effective at connecting with people? And I'm constantly learning things. I feel like every single week, I learn a new little, small little tweak that has, over time, these have accumulated, but I feel like I'm very, very early in this. I'm, I'm really enjoying seeing these little things that are really improving our, our open supper experience, creating those connections, inviting people more and more, seeing more people come back, how to invite people for the second time. All these things are things that we're you know, learning and improving on every single week as a community and as a family. So um, we wanna be engaging with each other on this. So see this as like a really core rhythm that we need to figure out together. Those are some of the basic elements of it, uh, but we're going to go deeper into it. So the, the homework, you guys, for this is really for you to take some time and think through um, what does this look like in your in your current trajectory as building a community? Can you start an open supper, open table? What does your front porch look like uh, for your community? Um, is that something you can sustain once a month, every other week, every week? 
What are the, the, the difficulties you're going to have with each of these steps, inviting people, um, engaging your team to help out, um, and how you're going to connect with people during the event. All of those things are really important for us to figure out so that we can get this to a place where we're beginning to draw people into a relational center of our community. Friends, thanks for listening to today's episode. If this teaching stirred something in you and you and your family are sensing any kind of calling or a pool to maybe go down this path in community, we'd love to be a resource to you as you explore this. So if that's you, we want to invite you to join our coaching intensive called A House for Community, where we're going to combine online content and personal coaching for you to provide you with the teaching and the tools and definitely the encouragement that you're going to need to see your home become a house for healthy kingdom relationships. For more information and to apply for this coaching intensive, go to 1kh.org slash community coaching. We'll see you guys for the next episode.